This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. Now, we've had opportunity to speak about this this issue recently. Last week, for example, uh, the city of Calgary uh, making it known that in the conversation around marijuana legalization, cities should have a place at the table. Cities are going to to bear a lot of the responsibility when it comes to to regulating, zoning, policing, etc., uh, also recently on the program, we talked about uh, a major new study looking at the economic impact of marijuana legalization, uh, suggesting that it's been quite the economic boon for states like Colorado. Now, tomorrow, a number of states, including California, a pretty big one, are going to be voting on legalization. It's kind of been overshadowed by this uh, rather interesting presidential race, but I, I think this is uh, hugely significant. And I think if a state like California goes down the path of legalization, well, there's no getting that toothpaste back in the tube. But of course, along the way, all these jurisdictions, and that's going to include Canada come next year, we're trying to figure out how to do this, how to make sure we get it right, to, to look at the, the harms we're trying to mitigate and finding ways that, that uh, we can best address those, those concerns. Well, uh, later this week, I've uh, got a new book coming out that uh, takes a hard look at a lot of this. It's called Off the Street, Legalizing Drugs. Joining us on the line is the author of that book. He's a uh, drug regulation and consumption expert, Bill Bogard, joining us. Bill, great to have you with us here. Welcome to the program. Thanks for having me on. Well, yeah, I tell you, it's, it's really interesting timing. The book coming out this week, and we got uh, all these states voting on, on legalization. We're going to have legislation in Canada come next year, we understand. So it's, uh, you know, it's quite a, a tipping point in this, in this debate. Uh, yes, uh, uh, it's uh, rather pivotal, I think. Mm-hmm. So what, what do you make of, of how far the issue has come in what seems like a relatively short period of time? Well, uh, yeah, that's a really interesting question. I, I think that, um, you know, there have been strands pushing for reform for uh, some time and, uh, you know, some very influential strands like the C- Global Commission on drug policy that has the the UN uh, head uh, Kofi Annan and uh, the former Supreme Court Justice Louisa Boer and entrepreneur Richard Branson on it and, and all those folks uh, uh, call for very serious uh, changes in the way our approach to recreational drugs. The Economist, a very influential magazine, has long taken the position that uh, drugs should be uh, legalized and and regulated, and you know I think we're becoming more and more aware of the collateral costs of the so-called war on drugs, a war that has not uh, succeeded in uh, suppressing the use of drugs. If anything, drug consumption has risen during the period of the war, and has also imposed enormous collateral costs. Uh, it's given rise to a huge illicit market, uh, drugs that are contaminated are sold so people get sick, even die. Um, the government uh, uh, cannot uh, uh, tax the industry. It is an industry. Um, and uh, people are put in jail often uh, for um, reasons that are, are tinged with uh, racism and other improprieties and and kids are terribly exploited in all of this so i think people are becoming more and more aware of these collateral costs and are are open to a discussion about what the alternatives might be when we look at, at prohibition what what was the, the goal of prohibition and has it succeeded in any way 
Well, I think the goal of prohibition, uh, as for example, historically the goal of a prohibition of alcohol, was um, to uh, suppress consumption. There was this belief that if you criminalized um, the consumption of drugs or earlier uh, the other drug, another drug, alcohol, um, people would stop using it, and um, that would solve the problem. But uh, you know, we know that um, what happens is that that whatever the rates of of consumption are, and however they're affected, as I said before, criminalization gives rise to really significant collateral costs and. And it's those kinds of collateral costs that made uh, people uh, who were experimenting with prohibition on alcohol come to realize this was not the way to address um, consumption. And, you know, there are problems around consumption. I'm not suggesting that there aren't. But to look for other ways. And the theme that I try to develop uh, in the book is really one of permit but discourage. If you look at alcohol, you look at tobacco, you look at junk food, you look at gambling, where they are is under a rubric of permit but discourage. The activities are permitted, but harmful consumption is discouraged through through a range of regulatory means. And it's that sort of overarching theme of permit but discourage that I'm suggesting we really need to bring to the use of the non, the use of the non-medical use of drugs. Yeah. Well, and I would agree with that. But what do you say to those, though, Bill, who say, you know, we, we need to double down on prohibition. We need to try harder. We need to get tougher. Well, you know, Rob, we've had, what, uh, four decades of mm-hmm. the war on drugs. And every kind of enforcement stratagem has been tried. And they, you know, subject to very few exceptions, have been unsuccessful. So how people would think that doubling down is going to be effective is, quite frankly, beyond me. And, you know, it's not uh, an opinion um, exclusive to me. I, I, I draw upon all sorts of research and studies and, and so on and so forth. And, and, you know, I think that we, can't, we have to have at the forefront this, these collateral costs, because the more we double down, the more intense these collateral costs uh, become. And so I, you know, I just don't think there's much support for this position that we should just try harder and that will somehow solve it. Now, there seem to be different ways of going about legalization as we've seen so far in the United States. And, you know, it sounds like uh, we'll we'll find out in the fall or rather in the spring, rather, what, what the Trudeau government has in store. Um, because maybe some approaches will prove to be more effective than others. So what, what are the, some, of the thing, some of the things we need to keep in mind as we design uh, a system for legalized marijuana? Uh, very good question. And in fact, you know, we'll get more of the government's position very soon because the task force on marijuana headed by Anne McClellan, <clears throat> a former liberal cabinet minister from Alberta, is due to report this uh, this month. Now, of course, the government doesn't have to uh, accept its recommendations holus bolus, but we are going to get a, a flavor and a fairly detailed flavor of what the approaches might look like. Uh, for me, Rob, there's a couple of things. I mean, first, protection of children must be the absolute priority. 
Um, we must protect kids from drugs and being exploited by those who traffic in drugs, use drugs, etc. And, you know, Rob, we haven't done a very good job of that during Prohibition. Our rates of consumption of marijuana by kids um, have have been, at least until recently, the highest in the developed world. So we have a serious issue with kids and marijuana in this country that we have to face, and that should be the top priority as we move from legalization and regulation, which, I, incidentally, I think will be a framework where we can better protect kids. Secondly, I would have the government have a strong government presence as we move into legalization and regulation. I mean, I'm all for the market. I'm an investor. I believe in uh, a market economy. But, you, you know, I, the, the, we need to have a strong government presence so that these harm reduction strategies will be implemented and they'll be properly funded and they'll pro be properly enforced. Because as we move forward, we, 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 we need to acknowledge that there will be a core who will engage in harmful consumption, and we need to keep that to a minimum. And by harmful consumption, I mean people who become dependent on the drug, uh, 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 warding off uh, pregnant women or other people with medical uh, frailties using the drug. Uh, kids shouldn't be using it. Uh, we've got to guard against drug-impaired driving, et cetera, et cetera. So the government has to, there has to be a strong government presence. And then I think the third thing is that we really have to focus on uh, demand issues. Government will control and regulate supply, and then we have to implement strategies where we allow uh, people who are using the drugs and using them moderately to have access to drugs that are safe and untainted. But as, a, as I said, indicated earlier that we really focus on this, this uh, harmful consumption and suppress it to the greatest extent possible. Now, we need to look at each drug on its own merits, and I think we tend to lump all drugs in, into one basket when there are you know, a lot of significant differences. Marijuana is an obvious candidate for legalization. Once we start talking about other drugs, though, it, it does change the tone of the conversation. So once we've sort of dispensed of, of figuring out how to, to legalize and regulate marijuana, what do we do with other illegal drugs? Uh, again, a very good question. I mean, well, first, first I agree with you. Uh, not all drugs are the same. They shouldn't be treated necessarily in the same way. That doesn't mean that they couldn't come within a rubric of, of legalization and regulation. Um, <clears throat> we will uh, start uh, in terms of the illegal drugs with marijuana. Remember, we've got two drugs now that are very potent and can be very uh, cause enormous harm, alcohol and tobacco. They're legal. Just because they're legal doesn't mean that they don't give rise to enormous problems. Uh, we'll start, but we'll start with, with the illegal ones. We'll start with marijuana. That'll be a bit of a case study, not only in terms of that drug itself, but what legalization and regulation of all drugs might look like. Um, we'll then, I think, look at these other drugs and take incremental steps. And what do I mean by that? Well, we, we've seen an incre incremental step right now, Rob. I mean, the, 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 the Liberal government has now authorized doctors under strict conditions to prescribe heroin um, mm -hmm. and uh, when its, it's, its use uh, 
uh, is necessitated for therapeutic purposes. I think we'll get to the point where in terms of the safe injection sites, rather than requiring people to bring their own heroin for injection, we'll, the, we'll supply it because uh, studies done at Insight, the safe injection site in Vancouver, show that uh, as much as 80% of the heroin that's brought for injection is contaminated. So it defeats the purpose if, if people go to a safe injection site and it's not safe because the drug is, is tainted. We'll look at Portugal, which 15 years ago decriminalized all personal use of drugs. Yeah, all drugs, yeah. Yeah. Now, as you know, there's a a huge difference in decriminalization and legalization and regulation. Decriminalization only speaks to supply issues. So so although you don't put people in jail anymore for using drugs, uh, it still allows the supply to be driven by an illicit market. You still have um, issues of, of whether the drugs are tainted and, and the industry is not taxed in a way that it should. But it nevertheless is a step in the direction and it is dealing with one of the huge collateral costs and that is the criminalization of people who use drugs. So I think, you know, it won't be a ta-da scenario, Rob. It will We'll start off with marijuana. We'll learn from that, um, and there'll be definitely lessons to be learned from that. And then I think, you know, after much discussion and with much debate, we'll move incrementally towards legalization and regulation of the other drugs. All right. Well, the book comes out later this week. It's called Off the Street, Legalizing Drugs. Bill Bogart, thanks so much for joining us here today. Really appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. All right. All the best, Bill. Take care. There you go. Bill Bogart, as mentioned, uh, drug regulation expert, author of Off the Street Legalizing Drugs, comes out uh, later this week. So you know, I think he's right. I mean, you know, marijuana is kind of the, the one we're experimenting with, to, to uh, play a bit of a pun there. And we'll, we'll see how that works. I mean, we've, we've got the experience of alcohol and cigarettes to draw upon. And where we've had success and where we have failures when it comes to, to regulating those drugs And then how do we apply it to others? 403-974-8255 is the number. Let's take a break. We'll come back some time for your calls here. You're listening to Afternoons on News Talk 770. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.